All right, this is Brent Leary, and I'm actually sitting here at the, I call this the Desk.com headquarters. Yeah. Here. Okay, we're here at the Desk.com headquarters, and I'm here with Layla Seka. She is the SVP and GM of Desk.com. Layla, thank you, first of all, for having me at the headquarters. This is really cool. I love having you here. You're <laughs> one of my favorite people. You're always welcome here. Yeah, well, you know, Atlanta loves you, and you, you know, the whole idea of, uh, you know, the Waffle House, you know, Sounds like, uh, you know, they love you too. Well, right. So, you know, last year when I was in Atlanta, I did the keynote and I talked about the Waffle House. When I got back to San Francisco, the Waffle House sent me a care package full of awesome stuff. I mean, I live in Atlanta. <laughs> I never get a care package. I know. Yeah. I was, that's, that's my kind of brand. That's some customer service right there. I'll Absolutely. tell you. So tell us a little bit of your personal background before we start talking about something really important in small business, which is kind of creating a customer service. Sure. First of all, so I uh, grew up in software, right? I, I, I was on the client server side for a long time back in the day when we used to actually stamp out CDs. I came to Salesforce about eight years ago and I spent the first six years of my career here building the App Exchange, which is our partner ecosystem. You know, it's kind of an enterprise apps marketplace to find anything really to go around Salesforce. So expense management from Concur or HR from Workday or one of those types of things. Those types of solutions that really sit around Salesforce. And then about two years, a year and a half ago, I took over Desk.com, which is our customer support application for small businesses. And since then, I've just been spending a lot, a lot of time with small businesses. And actually, I have this interesting career where I was doing that on the App Exchange as well. Our partners were small businesses. They were starting their business on Force.com. So that was kind of how we were talking about them. But they were still, the, the issues they were facing were no different than the ones that a dry cleaner would face, right. if you will. So I had a lot of experience and it was an interesting, it was nice to walk into desk and actually be able to apply that and help people think through what they want to do for service. So it seems to me, and I have an opportunity to talk to some small businesses and it definitely seems like there's more emphasis on customer service now out of the gate compared to maybe four or five years ago, five or 10 years ago when uh, small businesses were informed. Uh, and customer service really wasn't at the forefront like it is today. Are you seeing that? Or, and if you are, why do you think it is the case? Absolutely. First of all, I believe that customer service is the future of CRM firmly and 100%. I think that that will be, it used to be that it was just about getting the contract signed, but really getting the contract signed is the beginning right, of every relationship, whether that contract is you're buying an iPhone or that contract is you're buying software or buying a house, whatever it might be, right? You, you want to, the, the internet is awesome, right? It brought us all so much information. Like when I think back to the way I worked in college, right, I went to the library and went to a card catalog and got a book and did research and then typed a paper on a word processor and was happy it had spell check, right? And I was like, <laughs> woohoo, spell check, that's awesome. And the internet has brought so much information forth that we kind of have this crazy amount. Customer service is a way for companies to differentiate themselves, right? And small companies have the, a really hard angle because they can start with a service first mentality, right? So if you look at a company like Munchery, they have created a whole, you know, they deliver gourmet, beautiful food to your house. So if you're working and you don't have time, you wanna have a family dinner, you don't have time to cook it, they can bring it to you. But there's an experience around that. There's a driver, there's an order, and there's a whole interaction model where you're talking to them about what you want and when it gets delivered, and oops, I forgot a cookie for my kid or whatever it might be. All of that's powered by their support solution, which happens to be Desk in this instance. But the idea being that they're leveraging all the information they're getting from their customers to provide a better experience. And that's the thing that really shifts the mark. Like if I think about myself, 
I deal with a lot of brands. I buy a whole bunch of stuff. The brands that know me, the brands that say, hey, Layla, you know, are you running out of toilet paper from Amazon? You know, I love that because I probably am and I haven't <laughs> noticed because I'm busy. So, you know, but they're, they're taking time to actually think about who I am and what I'm doing. And that creates a bonding relationship between the brand and the person. You mentioned Amazon, and I remember a Jeff Bezos quote. It kind of went something, I'm going to paraphrase it, phrase it. It says, the best customer service is when they don't have to call you at all. Uh, what does it take for a small business to, to start to get to that level of service? I, I mean, I think that that's a process, but it begins with listening mm -hmm. and listening everywhere, right? You don't just listen until they send you an email or a phone call because something's wrong. You watch your brand, right? And you can do that on Twitter and on Facebook. And that's where a solution like Desk becomes very powerful, right? Because we can watch for you and actually bring the information to the console of the agent so that they have a clearer idea of what's going on, right? And we actually most recently introduced this new feature called customer health which is really interesting because this allows you to actually set some gauges that your company sits by. Like if the person has X number of cases in X numbers of days, we want to turn them yellow, right? Or if the person has had this kind of an experience or is saying this on Twitter, whatever the different criteria are that are important to your company, you can set that. And then the agent gets a visual indicator about what's going on with the customer, right? So it may be that Brent Leary is super happy as an individual person, but his company, CRM Essentials, is, you know, all the other people there are not as happy. That allows me as an agent to say, oh, hey, Brent, I see you're doing well. How's everything going? Is everything okay at CRM Essentials? You, you guys have all the help you need? All of a sudden, you understand that I understand that maybe something's going on, right. right? Maybe I should be, I'm paying more attention to you. I actually care because you do care. You <laughs> care about your customers. Right. You want them to be happy. Yeah, the whole idea of, around uh, becoming a customer service first organization from a small business perspective, uh, how, what role does uh, strategy and culture play in it and, and also you know, having the technology platform to, to kind of pull it off? Sure. I mean, I think that I think it actually is hugely a part of strategy culture, right? And, and the technology piece, strategy and culture will find the money to pay for the technology pieces, which are not that expensive, honestly. It's not like these things are breaking the bank from an expense perspective. But you have to decide as a company that this is going to be a priority, that you are going to spend a lot of time listening. And that means you're going to spend a lot of time apologizing, and you're going to spend a lot of time trying to fix things, and you're going to spend a lot of time trying to understand it. But when I think about like how I run Desk, I spend so much time thinking about my customers. Like, are they happy? Are they, are they angry? Do they like it? Do they like the new feature? Are they getting what they need? So the idea that the system, and Desk does this, right? I can tell from Desk kind of I can see trends and better understand what's happening. You know, that, that helps companies like small companies that are looking to expand out. Let's say you're, you know, you, I mean, we did, I'm bringing up Montreal again, but they expanded to Seattle last year. Mm -hmm. And they did that without hiring more people. Right? They did that because they understood their market so well because they had been watching their customers, watching what they were doing so well that they knew that what kind of support they were going to need to do to go out in Seattle. I mean, that's, that's crazy to be that intuitive. They also found out things like if you put kale on a dish, everyone buys it at least in San Francisco, right? So like, I mean, those are insights that can help them, right? That can help them make their yeah. customers happier. People eat more fish in Seattle than they do in San Francisco. So having a fish meal on the menu is 
good in Seattle and maybe less important in San Francisco. But just those insights help you provide a better experience, whatever it is, even the product. I mean, that's another thing. We have good friends that run a technology company and it's called getfeedback.com. They, you know, it's a great survey company. We all use it all the time. And I was talking to one of them and I said, what do you, how do you do product planning? And he was like, desk. We go into desk and we see what people are saying and where people are having issues and where it's going well and what they're using. And then we make decisions based on that about what we're gonna do next. And that's powerful for a small company that doesn't have a ton of resources to go do customer interviews and run around. I mean, those are all ideal and obviously you wanna do all of that, but the system should tell you kind of what the next step is. If you're paying, if you're investing enough and you're listening enough, the system should start to tell you about your customers. You recently put out a, a report, Desk put out a report around millennials and their expectations for customer service. And one of the things that really stood out to me is, uh, they, you know, email is still a very important channel and social media is an important channel, chat. But uh, the phone is like the last thing you want to ever, they don't ever want to call it. In fact, I think it was, they'd rather have a, a root canal. Oh yeah, go to the DMV. I mean, the stats are classic. They yeah. were really funny. I mean, I, I laughed really hard when I read those things just because, I mean, and this, this gets me really excited. This whole idea, I think the millennials are so interesting, right? I just think that their mentality, I'm a Gen Xer, right? And I, I definitely, the way I had approached customer support my entire life was I did it. And then I called, if I really just failed, utter failure was I have to call and try to figure out how to do this. And then when I called, I expected to be disappointed. I expected the person to be like, have you turned on your computer? Yes, I've turned on my, you know, like, but I expected to have a really not good experience. Whereas I, I see my, I have a lot of millennials that work at desk right there and they're awesome. They have no tolerance for that. Like, are you kidding me? And they're not, they expect to be delighted. And if they're not, they're going to tell you about it. Right. And I actually love it. I think it's holding all of us to a higher standard of customer care, which is important. But watching their patterns is helping me understand how customer service is evolving and how companies are going to have to evolve in order to really appease this new set, which they're coming hard, like the millennials are here. I, I love them, I think they challenge me, which I'm excited by, but I think that their mentality towards customer service will be is the new norm. You, you better make me happy. Right. And it's or, coming real quick. It, it's here, it's almost. Here. I mean, you know, maybe not as quick in some of the bigger, bigger areas of, of companies, but like I really feel small companies with a differentiating edge are maximizing on service. Like you look, Lux Valet, they're a customer of ours. They, it's, it's great service in San Francisco. You drive your car into a busy city, they take it, they, park, they come up on these little scooters, wow. they take your car, they park your car, and it's awesome, right? But they've also optimized the customer service experience such that if you call and they don't have a person to come pick your car up, and it's just, you know, they don't have someone available, they actually get on the phone with you or they like get, get to you and they say, look, there's a parking spot in this garage two blocks away, you know, you can go there and park your car and you'll be just fine. That's how much it costs. Mm. You know, they, they don't get anything from doing this other than they make their customer happy. So the next time the person will call again, even though they didn't get the guy to kind of woman to come pick it up, they got what they needed, which is their car away from them. So they right. could go do whatever they were doing. <laughs> um, and that, that's how you do it. You know, that's how you shift the game, like, because they're, you're going to keep coming back to a company that's treating you well like that and cares about you. Not just like, oh, no, well, we don't have anyone. Click. Like, <laughs> well, then you're in the car without anyone, any help, right? Yeah. So I think that it's just, it's a mentality shift. 
but an important one. I mean, I remember when customer service first started, and there was like a 1-800 number on the toothpaste, and my mom was like, woohoo! Not that she knew what to do with it, but it was the idea that someone would actually cared enough about her opinion of Colgate or whatever it might be that, you know, she could call and give it. Um, but we are long, that was a long time ago, you know, and the speed of the internet, the ability to get information, the ability to have a voice, you know, brand.